just about three years ago, give or take a couple days, I tweeted out that I wanted to start my own podcast, kind of in the same vein as what Merz and Justin Hunt were doing with Hip Hop DX on The Breakdown. Three years later, right at episode 100. Welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast, and this week I'm going to talk about a little bit of the podcast history, and then also, you know, just the normal, usual music stuff. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to have chapters set up so you can skip to the parts that are interesting to you. So, first things first, just some housekeeping. This is the Bar for Bar podcast, where I just talk about music for an extended period of time, and typically it's just one particular topic that I really stick with for the majority of it, and then more recently I've kind of split it up a bit more to talk about more things. Because, you know, not everyone's into one particular topic for the whole segment. So, here we are. If you're new here, hi! Make sure you subscribe if you want to see more stuff like this. And also, if you're the 500th subscriber, I'm so happy. <laughs> I hit 500 literally this, or last night, right before... I recorded, so that's awesome. I mean, last night meaning like the, just a couple hours ago. <laughs> Anyways, so back on May 27th, 2018 at 2.42 in the morning, I tweeted out, I, I want to start a hip-hop podcast or video series on a particular topic like MERS does on Hip Hop DX. My only concern is that it'll end up just... It'll end up only being me talking at a camera for who knows how long, and that it'll be incredibly boring. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's incredibly boring, but I'm still here. And enough of y'all <laughs> feel like I'm interesting enough to subscribe on YouTube. So, thank you. But really what started this was... I'm one of those people who just likes to talk about these big ideas in hip-hop. And, like, also the more specific things. So, I can't really remember too many of the topics that they tackled back uh, in the earlier days of the breakdown with both Justin Hunt and Merz. I know they're still going, or they may still be going. Recently, they were doing it with Paige Kennedy. I just kind of fell off, honestly. So, that's the only reason I haven't been keeping up. And I'm sure it's still great. But, you know, there was just a few topics, like... I know Justin Hunt did a bunch of series on, or a series on who's the GOAT, essentially. Like, he did a few with, uh, like, well, not not a few, but, like, he had one with just Andre 3000. He talked about MF Doom. Uh, Then Murs talked about a bit more just wild, like, kind of out there sort of things. Like, I forgot the exact subgenre it's called now, but the more... I guess, country rap, and he talked a lot about, like, just subgenres in hip-hop, like, with Lil Peep, like, that sort of emo rap sound, but mixing in sort of punk themes to it. So it was just, there was just so many topics out there that people weren't really discussing, and I was like, you know, these are really interesting things to talk about, and for me, someone who just really enjoys music and doesn't really have a whole lot of people to talk about it with, I was like, you know, I could do that. I could talk at a camera for a bit. But, I mean, understandably so, I think it, it's kind of hard to do something on your own. Um, but before we even got to that, <laughs> right after I tweeted that, my 
my friend Jose from a couple of podcasts ago was like, yo, if you're free, let's talk about this. And was one of the people that really pushed me to doing this. So you have him to thank <laughs> for me really doing this. Uh, other than that, like, right, I mean, we didn't do the first podcast until about a month later on June 25th. So I'm going to talk about more history then, but uh, for the three-year anniversary. But the gist of it is that I hit up a few of my friends, um, started with Daniel, uh, Flippy, and we just kind of kept expanding. So we got to a point where we had like four people on pretty uh, pretty often. <clears throat> and it was really just us talking about what happened in hip-hop in that week or however long it was between recordings because it was also very difficult to kind of stay on a certain schedule because you know this isn't something that makes anyone money i can't like be i can't incentivize you (laughs) to really want to do this um that and it's like you know not everyone it's not for everyone so i get it uh but we had a lot of fun and a lot of the times it just ended up turning into more of a therapy session for all of us rather than anything else because we all worked at the same place we all had very similar stresses we we all were kind of on the same page in terms of like just how we felt about things so it was nice aside from all that we just talked about hip-hop and just messed around and i mean i'm kind of glad that i don't have to worry about editing out a lot of the things that we probably shouldn't say but it's also just kind of like damn i miss those days because it was fun um we still hang out and everything it's not like they're dead or like we hate each other. Like we, we're still cool. So there's that. Also, I guess, um, yeah, like we started the podcast June 25th, 2018. And early on, we had nowhere to record. So we recorded anywhere and everywhere. So whether it be my garage, my friend Kenny's house, um, in front of Starbucks at IHOP, we ended up Basically, it's like we ended up finding a place to record consistently at your boy's house, um, and that was cool. That was cool. And then I don't know, like I think it was last year or well, twenty nineteen, I guess. We were just like no, or well, people were just like eh, don't. Like there was reasons to not want to do it, so I'm like I'm not gonna make you. <laughs> and then we took a bit, or I took a bit of a break from the podcast itself. And was more focusing on just the Barf Bar Weekly and reviews. And then we got to a... No, May... Yeah, May of last year. May 11th. Uh, and I came back with 10 years of Crit is here. Or Crit was here. And that was the start of the most consistent <laughs> thing that I've done in a while. Every week, every... I think pretty much every Monday. I don't remember if I started on a different day. Uh, earlier on but basically every week coming in with a new topic just something to talk about every week regarding hip-hop and it was fun it's just a bunch of fun things and still fun i'm not i don't know why i'm saying like it's not a thing anymore um so you know that's that was really fun and my whole goal with this podcast this channel this i guess brand that i'm trying to build up is that there are people out there who are just these weird hip-hop nerd kids that 
like weird hip-hop nerd shit. So, like, there's people like me who listen to the more underground lyrical shit. Like, well, I can't really call it underground anymore because the term underground is weird. But, like, I listen to Aesop Rock, but then I also listen to Griselda and listen to Future sometimes and Freddie Gibbs. Like, I have this weird, um, like, range of music that I listen to in terms of hip-hop. And, you know, it's just like, you don't necessarily find anyone who has all those same interests. So, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to make something that can create that space. Because I know there's people out there that just like talking about hip-hop. And it's not even just that, the music aspect, like particular artists and anything, or particular sub subgenres. It's just that, you know, for me, I, like, I'm... Let's uh, so the general public likes listening to hip hop. Let's say that, but they're not gonna go to the same lengths as someone like me, where in terms of like analysis and thinking about it, because you know a lot to a lot of people music is just that it's just music and it's for strictly entertainment purposes and nothing else. For me, I treat it more of an art, I guess, and what I mean by that is that I actually like looking at the lyrics i like looking at how they uh create songs how they like the different rhyme patterns like the different sort of productions that people rap on um and then just the things that they say in it like there's there are things that are said in hip-hop that i feel like they can be said in other genres of music but it's not as easily done or well done like the metaphors the wordplay like all that's not really there in other genres or not as prevalent you could say so i was like yo i like talking about this stuff and i know there's a lot of other people talk like that like talking about this stuff because reddit is full of them um but also it's like there's there are people just in general who like talking about hip-hop so why not create a space like that so that was my goal and eventually, like I've mentioned a few times, I, I do hope to open a sort of coffee shop slash cafe slash like brew house, I guess. Um, you know, just more of a, like just a kickback spot. Like I, I just want a space where weirdos like me can just go and talk about hip hop and not feel like they're talking someone's ear off or the other person's just not interested at all because that is something that I I face a lot of times with a lot of interest. Like I don't want to bother people with the weird things that I'm into. So, yeah, that was the goal. Um, obviously, shifted things up a bit since the inception. Um, the main goal is still there. But now I do the podcast like much shorter. Before it was like a few hours. Um, but then also, like I'm doing reviews, doing breakdowns. So it's kind of evolved and this was something that i always kind of had in mind anyway in terms of like extra content like i always planned on doing reviews and we did a few reviews um as a group as well but you know it's a little bit different when you do it in a group versus like um on your own because on your own you can get super in-depth and like just analyze the hell out of things and a lot of my well all my reviews are fully written out and scripted in case you 
thought I was just saying all these things off the top of my head. Um, I have a prompter that pop like I have used for the last year. So um, there's that. But also it's like with, with a group, it's there's a lot of things that you, you may forget or like may not make it because you go off on tangents, stuff like that. So, you know, it was just kind of a, a shift. Um, but yeah, I'm happy that I was able to make it to episode 100. It's And also, before I even, like, say all that, like, I know on pretty much every podcast thing, it's somewhere around between 89 to, like, 95 episodes. I don't know why that is, because as far as my records are concerned, this is episode 100. So... I don't know what to tell y'all. Um, so I'm, I'm sure someone would be like, hey, no, wait, it says, it says 94. Like, no, I mean, I don't know what happened. I, and I'd, I'm not going to go back and figure that out. Because, to be fair, a lot of the earlier ones, like they were just kind of nonsensical too. <laughs> we just kind of went off and just did random things. So it was very possible that I just said, nah, I'm not putting that out. Okay. So... With that said, I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> like, you gotta kind of remind yourself that, like, you, you gotta pat yourself on the back sometimes. You know, it, it's okay. Um, but I'm also very grateful and thankful for all of you, the listeners and viewers, because it it's a weird feeling. Like, I didn't expect people to really care. Like, it's it's weird when, like, there's... There's maybe like 10, 15 people that I actually know who are subscribed. Like, like I'm, I know them in person. The rest of y'all, I don't know who you are. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, there's so many of you guys that actually are interested in enough to hit subscribe. And I mean, I, I know not everyone watches the videos because that's normal. Like, but like. I also know that it's not very normal for people to hit subscribe on YouTube. Like most people just kind of go to YouTube and watch a video and then dip. They don't actually stick around. So for that many of y'all to actually stick around, like, thanks. Like, it, it's a huge deal. So I'm, I'm just so grateful for that. Um, I think that's all I have to say about about 100 episodes. I mean, it is going to get to the point where I don't know what to talk about anymore because I have just kind of, you know, like I don't do necessarily stuff that's in the news every time because the news is kind of boring. Like I just kind of bring in random topics that are stuff that could be talked about at any point. Um, Most, I guess most notably being like the what the fuck is blank, Um, like the PG Lang and the Room Full of Mirrors, like those ones. They're kind of relevant in terms of news, but they're also like, we still don't know what's happening. Um, and then there's other ones that like, the one, I forgot, I forget the titles, but like the mental health and hip hop, um, the history around the jewels, stuff like that. Like those are still, those are things that I feel like can just be put on whenever. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want to necessarily make it so that every episode is only relevant that week or that month or that year. Like, I want something that, you know, can last longer than that. Because it's more interesting that way. Like, I know personally, I'm usually pretty put off by podcasts that are very 
in the moment. Like if I, cause then I'm like, damn, there are so many, like there's so many things that happened. Like, and people really liked that, those episodes, but that was years ago. Like I, I don't really feel comfortable going back and looking at that. And that's also why I stopped numbering the podcast like really early on, because to me, like if I see a big number after like for an episode, I'm like, damn, I probably should go back and listen to all of it. And I don't, I don't want people to have to feel that way. Like, I want you to just drop in whenever you want and be like, cool, I like this. Or don't. Or you don't like it. I mean, I don't, uh, it's, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. <laughs> but yeah, that was, those are my thoughts on episode 100. It's crazy. Like, it's, man. Anyways, um, plenty of people to thank for that, but. Um, you guys know who you are. <laughs> I love all y'all. So, other than that, I mean, there's just... I know how I said it. there was, like, I don't like talking about news stuff, but there's also just news stuff to talk about, because, honestly, I didn't have a whole lot planned for this. I was out of town, this, like, over the weekend, so I didn't really have much time to think about it. Um, I know I wanted to say just kind of stuff regarding episode 100, but, um, nothing too specific, I guess. So, here's some new stuff. Uh, the most, well, I mean, I'll start with the basic stuff first. Um, basic sounds so, so messed up. Um, but, first we have news from Mass Appeal, um, specifically Nas and Sasha Jenkins, they've teamed up to, I guess, do a another documentary sort of series for Showtime, similar to uh, the Wu-Tang documentary of Mike's and Men. Uh, this one's going to be titled Hip Hop 50, and it's for the 50th birthday of hip hop, which will be in 2023. Uh, it is great that they're doing this now because, you know, like you want to make sure that something is done right and fully prepared for that time because not everything's easily done quickly like yeah like these sorts of things have to take their time so that's awesome um my understanding of it is that they're basically going in and telling different stories about hip-hop from different perspectives and they purposely went out of their way to find um some younger people to be involved too because you know you always have the ogs who like they're very particular about certain things like they're like they see things their way um and may have some sort of feelings regarding other people's thoughts like the younger people because their music is different but i think it is important to also bring in the younger people because like i mean i wasn't i'm i'm i wasn't born in the 70s so i i wasn't around then actually you have to be born in the 60s really to have it be fully relevant to you but like i'm i'm about to be 28 like so <laughs> i'm just over half the age of hip-hop i guess um but yeah like the the whole thing is just it's important to get these other ideas i feel um so that's dope i'm glad that they're reaching out to others um there's there's a whole lot of things that they mentioned that they're doing i don't want to just read off everything but I'm interested because, you know, it's it's a it's a dope idea. Like it is dope. 
Um, yeah, no, it's going to be good. Um, it will definitely make me <laughs> get, what's it called, um, another Showtime <laughs> subscription. But yeah, it was dope. And if if the uh, of Mice and Men documentary is anything to go by, this is going to be really good as well. So expectations are high. Um, moving on from that, um, damn, I guess we'll go into something kind of sad. So just a couple days ago, like over the weekend, on, yeah, on May 22nd, um, the hip-hop photographer, Chai Modu, had passed away. He's, a lot of those kind of like older photos and some album art, like from the 90s, are taken by him. So I guess... The most notable for me was um, the infamous, like the Mob Deep album. Um, he also took a bunch of pictures of Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, then Red Man, Meth Man. Like he, it's insane. Like the amount of work that he put out there, and that it's so well known. Like you will, you recognize these images. So, you know. Sorry, there's stuff in the way. Um, focus. Yeah, so like it's it's rough. Like it, this is someone who basically memorialized like certain events, and these pictures are so well known. Um, it's just crazy. And for someone like me who's really into photography and also hip hop, like that's a huge thing. Like. For him to be capturing these moments and for them to be so well known and well received, like that's like it's a huge loss for sure. Yeah, like I'm I probably should have had more um examples ready, but I yeah. Anyways, uh moving on from that, the Yeah, this is a weird <laughs> weird change. Um the Billboard Music Awards were last night. Um, the most notable um, awards in terms of hip hop, I would say, would be Arts of the Decade from Drake. And it's actually really interesting because the first episode of the podcast was kind of, kind of touching on Drake too. Because um, I think that was right around the st- the time the story of Adidon came out, so that was interesting. But um, yeah, I know it makes sense because. Drake had such an influence over the last 10 years. Like, I'm I'm not even mad that he won. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but I do appreciate his contributions to hip-hop and what he's done in terms of music. Like, I was just talking about it yesterday. Like, the, like, Drake is one of those people that he pulls in so many different artists and he taps into different genres, too. But he doesn't do it to the extent where it sounds like he's just straight up trying to bite them. Like, he's just trying his best with these different sounds. Um, and, but by also featuring artists in those, like, particular realms or genres, they, they're they also getting more attention. 
And I think this is also something I touched on way early, like in the podcast days, but there's like the Drake effect. You can have Drake on a song and immediately have it blow up. I don't know how true that is now um, because we haven't really heard Drake on um, lesser known artists recently. I think last time was Blockboy JB, maybe. But, um, you know, it's crazy. Like, he, he really does have a lot of influence, I, fle- I feel. Like, everyone knows Drake. Even if you're not into hip-hop, like, people know Drake. And that's actually really funny, too. Like, I saw something on Twitter. Like, someone was like, yeah, no, um, I was talking to people about Drake. They don't even really listen to hip-hop, though. So, they were completely clueless about the whole Pusha T thing. And to me, that's that's so wild. Like you kind of forget sometimes that you're you're in your own world with hip hop. Like it's not necessarily like like there's people that aren't super invested. But yeah, no, Drake definitely. I feel like it's deserved. I think the runner up was Taylor Swift, and I mean I'm not just like people aren't into hip hop. I'm not really into the music that Taylor Swift makes, so I don't know what her contributions were and how she was so ranked highly because I I think when I was looking at it earlier because I just glanced over it it wasn't something that I was super interested in I was like cool that's awesome but I think some of the reasoning was that Drake sold a lot (laughs) he sold a lot of records because this is the Billboard Music Awards they're the ones that kind of rank sales and streams and stuff so makes sense um so yeah, I mean that that was fine. Um, it was, if that is the case, then yeah, it makes sense for Taylor Swift. But I'm sure there's other aspects that they looked into. <clears throat> um, also, the only other thing that I, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm making it sound so bad, but like, the only other thing that I really was um, excited about for the Billboard Music Awards and you know in general like congratulations to all the winners obviously like it's anytime you win something like that's awesome um but the one thing that um that really stood out to me and i was really happy for was them awarding the change maker award to trey the truth because i don't know if you guys follow trey the truth like on social media at all but he is one of the, like, he's just the nicest person. Like, when there's floods, he and his team will drive out and try to rescue people. Like, they will go to your house, and or like, if you're floating because of flood, like, they'll bring you to shelter. Like, he does that on the regular. I mean, he was at so many of the protests all last year. He constantly like is reached like people reach out to him all the time who um i mean not all the time but people with terminal illnesses they reach out to him and he's always willing and like grateful for them to reach out to him like he's just such a genuine person like it's crazy and i'm i'm just i'm just so glad that like they're acknowledging him because I don't know the exact specifics, but um, for the longest time, Trade the Truth was basically um, like blacklisted from the radio. They like no one, no one radio 
uh, no one in the radio genre, like, genre, no, no one in radio wanted to like talk to him or mess with him. And I don't, I don't know the exact reasoning. I know I looked it up a while ago, but like for someone who basically like people probably don't, I don't know how many people really know him for his music anymore. Like he puts out a lot of music still, but like he's in my mind more well known for all the good that he does. But I'm just really happy that they acknowledged him, honestly. Um, yeah, the weekend won a bunch, which was awesome. Uh, yeah. Other than that, there's there was music that came out which I didn't listen to a lot again because I was out of town, so. I didn't really get to the chance to really listen to a lot. The things I did listen to, though, was um, Sarok's Deluxe Edition for The Sharecropper's Daughter. It added six whole new tracks, which, I mean, yeah, that's kind of light, you would assume, for a deluxe album, but I liked it. It wasn't too overwhelming. And I also like that, at least on title, I don't know if that's the case everywhere, the bonus tracks were at the front of the album. So you can get through all those first. Because, you know, sometimes when you have it at the end, you're just like, okay, well, do I want to listen to the whole album again and then listen to it? Like, or do I just skip all the way to the end? So it was nice to just have them right at the front. Uh, she also had that track, The Rebirth, with MF Doom, which was produced by Evidence, and I did a breakdown for that. So if you want to check that out, feel free to do so. But it that was a dope track. Um... And I'm not going to lie, when I saw the Doom, because, so, when the, or when the Deluxe came out, in my mind, I thought it was only going to be a single song and video for Wild Seeds, I believe, because that was the only thing that was really being promoted at that time, at least from what I could tell. But then when it turned out to be a Deluxe Edition, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I saw the track listing, and I saw Doom, and I was legitimately about to cry. Like, it's weird, but I was like, damn. Like, this is a collaboration that I personally would not have expected. And I'm just, you know, I'm glad it happened. Anyways, the other music that came out <clears throat> that kind of everyone's talking about is Makami's Pray for Haiti. And the reason people are talking about it a lot, uh, other than it being executively produced by Westside Gun, is because Drake posted that he was listening to it. And it's really interesting that everyone was surprised that he's listening to it, but also it's like, Drake just be listening to music. You, you know this. Like, he's pretty tapped in with like what's out there and what's kind of getting some heat. So, I'm not, I wasn't surprised. Um... But going into that, like, I, I did listen to that album a couple times. I'm going to have to listen to it a few more before I do my review, which I, I should be doing this week. We'll see. <clears throat> but, yeah, it, it was a... Also, Makami is one of those guys um, where if you have his lyrics up, he will DMCA you and be like, Hey, no, those are my lyrics. So, I mean... Personally, I'm not a fan of that. I think it's kind of pretentious, but the music was good. <laughs> also, I mean, to be fair, it's your music. You can do whatever you want. But personally, I'm like, if you want people to actually listen to your music and try to understand what's happening, like put your lyrics out, like 
he's he's i think also like he also feels like one of those people that's like oh well if you don't know what i'm saying this isn't for you well i mean you, you probably like people want to understand anyways <laughs> um when I, I liked it uh, i was honestly concerned that it was produced by west side gun because you know he he's okay like sometimes he can be a bit much i know with um who made the sunshine i didn't really enjoy that because that was really more of a curated album rather than a west side gun album so i assumed that i was gonna go gonna kind of go in that same direction um luckily that wasn't the case so i'm happy uh the other projects that came out was um what was it yg and mozzie community service uh, bsf and trust army trust of sopranos which honestly i thought came out last month but it might have been something else and i'm just dumb so i'm gonna have to listen to that too and um i know dave east and um damn who was it where is it i mean it's it's dave east and someone wow it doesn't show up anymore um but yeah dave east and molly i'm gonna have to check for sure but that one i'm gonna check out too um so we'll we got a lot to listen to this week i mean as per usual but i'm not complaining there's it's always fun to have stuff to listen to uh millie's it was davies and millie's pablo and blanco Oh, it's just a track. Oh, I thought it was an album. Oh, it is an album. I'm confused now. It's, yeah, it's an EP. Sure, okay, cool. So that's dope. Um, Other than that, not really a whole lot of music that I personally heard from. Oh, Dark Low and Harry Fraud. That one's supposed to be good. Uh, the Time Borrowed EP. Um, again, just going off of what people are saying. I haven't listened to a whole lot yet. Because I was out of town. Anyways, um, other than that, this week in terms of what I'm doing, I'm going to try to do that Makami review. It's going to be hard because there's no lyrics out and also because if you aren't aware of Makami, he occasionally raps in Creole, which already isn't the easiest thing to translate. So we'll see what happens. I'll probably just kind of do a, a general overview of the album. We'll see. And, uh, I mean, as usual, I'll probably do a breakdown. And, uh, I, I hope to do the Book of Doom this week. That's my plan. But don't hold me to it. Things come up all the time for me, so we'll see. Uh, it is supposed to be the Mad Villainy episode. Um, and it's probably going to be longer than it needs to be. Because I have a lot to say about Mad Villainy. Because it's one of my favorite albums of all time if not the favorite album of all time. Um, other than that, that's... Uh, well, the one other thing to really look forward to this week, for not from me, but me personally, that's what I'm looking forward to, is the DMX album. That's dropping this Friday. And, uh, like, you know, it's, it's going to be good. I'm almost certain. It was... I think uh, Swiss Beats finished up the executive producing on it. Um, all the features seem solid. They and this album, like it was done before he passed, so 
we don't have to worry about them going in and being like, uh, who do we put in to fill this gap and stuff like that. Like this, this was done. The one thing that I'm kind of disappointed in is that there's no, um, pop smoke feature, which he was kind of hyping up on drink champs, but it is what it is. It might've just not fit the album. It might be on a deluxe. We'll, we'll see. It'll, it'll come out eventually. Who knows? It actually might even be on a Pop Smoke album. But I think that's all I have. I rambled quite a bit. And I know not everyone's for that. So, you know. That's all I have. Um, It's crazy to reach 100 episodes again. Like, it's just... Wow. That's... Yeah, it's, it's insane to me that I've done so much (laughs) but you know it's it's good it's good with all that said though let me know in the comments below what you thought of my rambling uh if you are subscribed thank you thank you also if you're not subscribed maybe 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 hit the subscribe maybe hit a like you know but either way that's all i got Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, and please stay safe out there.